This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchim Abam, welcome everyone to tonight's Dafa Shavua. Mesacher Sivamay, Staf Samach Gimel Omer Beis, Sag. Samach Gimel Omer Beis. We just learned a few uh, statements of the Gemara regarding wives who were difficult to, for their husbands. And nevertheless, they were able to see their redeeming qualities. For example, Rabbi Chia, whose wife caused him distress, distress. Nevertheless, when he would find something nice on the street, he would buy it for her. And Rav said, "What are you doing? Doesn't doesn't she aggravate you?" He said, "Look, at the very least, she raises my kids and she saves me from sin." Mikri le Rav Yehuda Rav Yitzchak Rav Yehuda. Read to Rabbi Yitzchak, his son. He said over the following pasuk: "Umoitziani mar mimaves eshoisha. I have found more bitter than death a woman. Sometimes a wife could be more bitter than death. So who is this referred to? Amalek going man." Rabbi Yitzchak says, so who's an example of that? So Rabbi Yehuda said, what do you mean? Your mom, she's a good example of that. And your mother, your mother is one of those ladies that are more bitter than death. I, the Gemara asked, but we know that Rabbi Yitzchak gave over to that Rav Yudah gave over to Yitzchak's son, A person only finds satisfaction from his first wife. Shenamar Yehi Mikarcha Baruch, your source should be blessed. and rejoice in the wife of your youth. This is what Rav Yudah said to Rav Yitzchak, and Rav Yitzchak said, So, uh, Rav um Rabbi Yehuda said, like your mother. So on the one hand, Rabbi Yehuda said his wife is more bitter than death. And on the other hand, he said, um, a person only finds satisfaction with the wife of his youth. So that's a, it's a little bit of a problem. Was his wife more bitter than death? Or was she... A source of satisfaction. Says Gemara, Maskif Tekifa. She reacted harshly, Avure mi Avra Bemila. And uh, she overlooked um, her words. In other words, she would react harshly, but she calmed down easily. So when she was angry, she was more bitter than death. And when she calmed down, he found satisfaction with her. The beautiful Ben Yehoyada. Ben Yehoyada says that her Nature was, she was harsh and angry. And therefore, because of her, her, her inherent nature was more bitter than death, but she overcame her, her inherent midah, and therefore, ultimately, Rabbi Huda found satisfaction with her. Okay. Heichi domi isha ra'a. What's an example of a bad woman? Amrabai mikashtale taka. She sets the table. And she and she uh, 
adorns her mouth. In other words, she she sets a nice meal, and then he ha- she has him hostage so that he she could uh, assault him with verbal abuse. In other words, she's worse than a wife that doesn't cook for her husband. The wife doesn't cook for her husband. He could go to Carlos and Gabby's. He doesn't have to deal with her bechlal. But now he has a, she cooked him a gourmet meal. Little does he know that uh, he did that. She did that to completely assault him. Rava Amar Taka, She sets the table Mahajula Gaba, and then she turns her, her back on him. That she is not interested in him. So in other words. Uh, the, the woman who doesn't cook for him, so he knows she doesn't like him, so he has to deal with it. But this, this man, he's, you know, he's being emotionally, uh, jo- he's, uh, he's an emotional yo-yo. Well, he thinks his wife loves him, but then she does it, she's not interested in him. Uh, the, that's one, that's one shot. Um, there's an entirely different way of learning this, like in Parshas, um, Mikates, where we have Parshas Vayeshev, where Yosef HaTzadik uh, ruled over his master's house except for the bread that he ate. Eating is a reference to Tashmish. So she sets the table, meaning she gets herself all adorned as if she's ready for Tashmish, and then he, he, is, he is aroused, and then she says, no thanks. So she basically, uh, she tortures him. Okay, that's what it means. She sets the table and then she turns her, her back on him. Okay, Amar of Chama Bar Chanina. Kivan Shenasa Adamisha. Once a man gets married, Avinoyis of Mispakakin, his sins are stuffed up. You can't help but think, uh, in terms of the Hemshech of the Gemara, that the Gemara just said all of these, you know, rough. Situations a man finds himself in in the course of his marriage. So it's Mamish Yisurei Gehenim. So now the, the next statement of the Gemara is, by the way, don't worry if you get married, all your sins are forgiven. Now, what exactly does this mean? It's, it seems like just merely by being married, it, it sort of uh, calms the Yetzar Hara. You have Pas Basalai, and the sins are, are, are not atoned, but they're stuffed. Shenemar. Matzah Isha Matzah Toiv Fiyafik Ratzain Mehashem. If you find a woman you found good, and you will gain goodwill from Hashem, it could also be read Fiyafik Ratzain. You'll be stuffed uh, with goodwill from Hashem. Okay, battery timeout. The Marava in the West, in Eretz Yisrael, Kinosavitsa, when they got married, Amri they said, Hachi, as follows, Matzah Oymoitza. Did you find or are you finding? Matzah, if you found. Dechsev Matzah Isha Matzah Taif. If you found a woman, you found good. Moitza finding ani marmi I found more bitter than death as haisha. Basically, in Eretz when they got married, they would ask, you got a good one or you got a bad one? Matza, did you have a good wife or Moitza, a bad wife? So many of the say, if 
your marriage is okay, you go into it, okay, I found her, and you're not constantly evaluating and judging and deciding, so then you'll have a good marriage. If your attitude is matzah, this is the woman that Hashem has designated for me. She's, she's already in the back place. There's no, there's no evaluating and, and investigating and judging. This is what you got. Moitzi, if you're always evaluating, you're going to have a very uh, dire relationship because you're always looking and, and uh, judging. Now, one thing is, there's a famous uh, comment of the Bermaim Chaim in Sefer Chavetz Chaim. So basically they, they would ask you, the guy, "No, is your wife good or is she miserable? And then what? He's going to answer the question and that's permitted, that's not Lashon Hara. What exactly uh, is the permissibility of that? But Rabbi Kiva Eger brings an amazing minhag. In Poznan, in the city of Rabbi Kiva Eger, the minhag was, everyone would come over to the chasen and grab away his, his challah. Why? Because they wanted to make sure he didn't have any moitse. In other words, matzah is a good wife. Moitse is the bad wife. So in case he has some moitse, they took away his hamoitse, just in case uh, he had any elements of ra. That was the minog in the city of Rabbi Kivega. Fine. Amar Rava, Isha Ra, Mitzvah Lagash. A bad wife, it's a mitzvah to divorce her. Tachsiv, Goresh, let's divorce a scoffer, the Yatsa Madain, and discord will leave. The Yishbois, Din Vakalain, and judgment and shame will end. So basically, the Gemara is saying you should divorce a bad wife. Now, what, is a bad, what does a bad wife mean? Bad wife means she's uh, argumentative. I, the Gemara before, said that many Amoraim did not continue to live with bad wives. That's because they saw the overwhelming, uh, re- the redeeming qualities of the woman. However, in a situation where those overwhelming redeeming qualities are not existent, then it's a mitzvah to divorce her, to avoid strife. Um, now, the problem is, what if her ksuba is very big? You're going to have to pay her off, you can't afford it. Rava Yishara, a bad wife, Ksubasa Maruba with a big suba, Sarasa Batsida. So now you have to use a different Aitsa. You can't divorce her because you can't afford it. So what do you do is you have to get some healthy competition in the house. Marry a second wife, and as much as the first wife doesn't like you, she's not gonna want to be uh one upped by her, her co wife. So, you know, a healthy competition is always a good thing. Again, not every Gemara needs to be shared with your spouse after the Gemara share, just, just by way of disclaimer. This is what Rava says. Nowadays, as you know, we have the Takana of Rabbeinu Gershain. I saw an amazing thing from Chaim Knievsky. The uh, In Hilchos Pesach, we say that men do Haseba, women don't do Haseba unless she's an Isha Chashuva. Says Ramah, nowadays all women are Chashuva. Don't you know it? But the question is, when in history did women become chashav? There was like a certain calendar date. In 1100, on May 23rd, they declared that women are chashav. So Chaim Kiyansky says, yeah, 
The day Rabbeinu Gershon made a takana, you can't marry two wives. And if you want to divorce her, you can't do it against her will. Women became quite chashav. That's when, in halacha, women became chashav. By the way, you know that Rabbeinu Gershon is called Rabbeinu Gershon Ma'ar Hagoyla, the light of the exile. Why is he the light of the exile? So there's an idea, the Oishtroivtser says an incredible idea, that our relationship with Hashem is reflected by our relationship with our spouse. So, so to speak, if we cannot divorce our spouse against her will, God cannot get rid of us against our will. So you say, okay, fine, so God will take another nation besides the Jews. He'll take the North Koreans. No. And Rabbi Gershon, as an insurance policy for the Jewish people, he said, we can't divorce our wife against her will, and we can't take a second wife. So now God is stuck with us forever. He can't get rid of us, and He can't take another nation. That's why Rabbi Gershom is called Ma'or Hagoyla. He's the light of the exile. Without Him, maybe God will give us some, take us to Bezin one day and divorce us. No, can't do it against their will. Maybe He'll take the North Koreans in addition to us. Can't do it. So Rabbi Gershom, so to speak, twisted the hand of God to ensure that He can't get rid of us. By the way, this is a deeper meaning. When Yaakov Avinu saw Rachel for the first time, he cried. Why did he cry? Because he saw he wouldn't be able to be buried with her. Ooh, what a romantic, what a romantic uh, first meeting. He, he cried, why? Because he wouldn't be buried with her. I mean, uh, talk about getting ahead of herself. First, how about first get engaged before you think about being buried together. The answer is that the relationship HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with Kal Yisrael is reflected by the eternal relationship of a husband and wife. And therefore Yaakov was frightened because Yaakov knew he would have two wives, Rachel and Leah. Leah represents the immutable, uh, secret relationship that Hashem has with Kal Yisrael that He's always connected to us even in the Galos. But Rachel is the open relationship Hashem has with us. If Yaakov would have been buried with Rachel, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu would forever have been um, connected to the Jewish people in a revealed manner, and the Beis Hamikdash never would have been destroyed. Okay, we move on in the Gemara. Va'amar Rava. Kasha Yisharak Hiyam Sagver. A bad wife is like a stormy day. She's as difficult as a stormy day. Shnemar Delef Toyred Biyam Sagrir. A troublesome drip on a stormy day. Ve'ishas Medanim Nishtava is equal to a contentious wife. You know, if you have a drip on a stormy day, so think about it. <laughs> you can't go outside, you can't stay inside. Same thing with a bad wife. You know, you could go out for a short amount of time, but ultimately you got to get back into the house, and then it's going to be a big problem. Okay. Come and see how good a good wife is. And how bad a bad wife is. How good a good wife is. You found a, w- a wife, you found goodness. So, Mishaf is talking about the wife. Look how good a good wife is. The Torah praises her. The Torah says a good wife is good. The Isha here is not referring to a wife, it's referring to the Torah. 
that Matzah Isha, Matzah Tavif, if you found Torah, you found goodness, and the wife is the analogy, then Kama Toiva, you should look how good a good wife is. Shaha Torah Nimshalaba. The Torah is analogous to a good wife. So look how good a good wife is. If the Torah is saying a good wife is good, so a good wife is good. If the Pasuk is comparing the Torah to a good wife, the fact that it shows to use as an analogy the goodness of a wife, the goodness of the Torah is like a good wife, then a good wife must be the epitome of goodness. On the other hand, how bad a bad wife is. I found more bitter than death a woman. If it's talking about the woman, look how bad a bad wife is. The Torah is disparaging her. No, it's not talking about the bad wife. It's talking about Gehenum. It's saying that I found more bitter than death Gehenum, and Gehenum is being compared to a woman. Look how bad a bad wife is, that the best analogy they could give to Gehenum is a bad wife. Shegehenum nimshalabah. Now we're about to darshan a pasuk that's from Yirmiyah. In ra, I will bring evil. Asher lo yuchlu lotzis mena that you can't escape from. Amr of Nachman, Amr Rabba Baravua, zu isharag subasam ruba. You know what an evil that you can't escape from? A bad wife with a big suba. Watch out! You can't stay with her. You can't get rid of her. Then we have we're going to darshan the pasuk in Eicha. God gave me in the hands of someone that I can't get out of. You know what's an evil that you can't get away from? Bad wife with a big suba. In the West, and I saw they said, This is someone, you know, you know what an evil that you can't get out of is? Someone who has to buy produce with his own money and he doesn't grow it at home because he's always anxious. Will there be produce? Will he be able to afford it? He never knows uh, whether in fact he'll be able to buy food. Your sons and daughters will be given to another nation. That's a Pasuk in Devarim. In the Toichacha. You know what that refers to? A stepmother. Someone gets divorced. He marries another woman. His kids are now under the auspices of a, a different woman. That's the wife of a father. That's Hazinu. That's Hazinu. Amrav Khanan Barava Amarav Zu Ishara Uksubasamruba. You know what it means with a bad nation I will anger? That means you will have a bad wife with a big suba. This Goy Naval Achisem refers to the heretics. 
V'chein hu ama oimer, a raya that a heretic is called a novel, omer novel b'libo yein aleikim. The novel says in his heart, there's no God. V'masnisa tana, we learned in Abraisa, elu anshe barbar, barbaraya, these are barbarians. The the barbarians are the goy novel. V'anshe martinai, why are they barbarians? Shamahalchen arumim b'shok. They walk unclad in the marketplace. Shein l'cham eshukot sumetuav l'fnei amakim. There's nothing more disgusting and detestable before God. Yoiser mimisha mahalach b'shok aram. Then those in the streets of Manhattan who walk unclothed. That's the most disgusting thing to God. They're worse than an animal. An animal doesn't know better. But here they're human beings. And they were endowed with some seichel and they abdicated it to not to cover up their shame. Amr Rabbi Yochan Amr Elu Chavirim Now Chavirim are the bad Persians who would be Mavaza Jews. So the Rashi says, the first narrow line, the wicked Persians would be Mavaza Klaisa, they would not appreciate the covet of Klai Yisrael. They were the worst of the worst. Amrulay Rabbi Yochanan, they said to Rabbi Yochanan, Asu Chaveri Lebavel. The Chaveri, these bad persons, they made their way to Babylon. Shaga Nafal. He sort of bent over and he fell. Because you know, there's no way to deal with these people. These people, these bad Persians, are a bad group, a bad bunch. Amrulay, they said to him, No, 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 don't worry, they take bribes. Okay, Taretz Yosef, he sat himself straight. Gozru al Gimel Gimel. They decreed, these Chaverim decreed about three things because of three things. Gozru al Habasar Mimneyamatanois. They decreed about meat because of gifts. Now what does it mean they decreed about um, meat because of gifts? Mm-hmm. So either it means they did not give the matanois to the kaihanim. They basically outlined shechita because uh, they would not give the zoraya and the lechayayim to the kayin. Um And that's that's how Rashi learns. In other words. Because they didn't give the matanos of basar, so basar was outlawed. <coughs> the Gemara tells us as follows: The Gemara says that an amaris is not to eat meat. You, ever, you know this one: amaris is not to eat meat because an amaris does not elevate the meat. You're only allowed to eat something that it's an aliyah. But if you and the meat are the same, well, what's the difference between an amaris and a cow? Neither of them learn Gemara, so. Amaretz can't learn meat unless Amaretz supports Tamid Chachamim. So, says Hilgach Sam Soifer, there is a decree against Shechita in his times and he attributed to the fact that people were not supporting the Tamid Chachamim. 
so long as Amiyar support Tamil Chachamim, so then they're entitled to eat meat. But once they don't have act, once they're unconnected to Torah, they're not more elevated than the Basar, they have no right to eat the Basar, so the Basar was outlawed. Interesting thing, right? There are countries today in Europe that they're trying to outlaw Shechita, or maybe they even have already. I think there are countries that even have. Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah? Uh-huh. Where? Brussels. Brussels. We're Antwerp, um, Belgium? Belgium, sorry, Belgium. Belgium, right? So, it's interesting, it's an amazing thing that Sam Soifer, based on this Gemara, attributed a tsar that happened in his times to a lack of support of Tamil Chachamim. <coughs> okay. Um, Gozu al Hamat They closed down the bathhouses because people were lax in Tfilas Nida. Kamachatati Shikhvi. And they exhumed dead bodies. Because Jews rejoiced on their day of uh, downfall, meaning on their holidays. Shinemar. Like the Pasuk says, Yad Hashem Bachem. The hands of God will be against you, and against your forefathers. Now what's considered a punishment for you and your forefathers, that's when there's a bazayon to the forefathers. That's the exhuming of the dead bodies. As the Master said, Ba'avoin Chayim, because of the sins of the living Mesim Mishatatin, the dead bodies are exhumed. Amar le Rava le Rabba Barmari. Rava said to Rabba Barmari, Ksiv, the Pasuk says in Yermiyah, Lo ye asvu, you will not be gathered, Vlo yikvaru, yikvaru, you will not be buried, Le doimen apne adamayu. You will be like dung on the face of the world. Which indicates that there will, you won't be buried. Uchsev in the Pesach says, You will choose death over life. Question, why would anyone choose death over life if they're not going to be buried? Amar Rabbi Amar said what this means is, Nivchar Mavis L'Rishayim The wicked are better off being dead. Not being, so they should not be in this world. And sin, and they have to fall into Gehenim. Now we come to something very interesting. I think it's related to the Purvusagya. There was once a man by the name of Yermia, and he went into a bathtub. And a woman bathed in that bathtub after him, and she became pregnant. Who, did, who was the child? His name was Ben Sira. Ben Sira was the son of Yermia, from a woman that became Nisaber the Ambati from Yermia. Now, this book was never canonized in the Tanakh because it was written after the sealing of the Navi Malachi. It's like the book of the Maccabees. And in general, 
therefore we do not learn it, except for what's quoted in the Shas Bavli. Kosov the Sefer Ben Sira. But, you know, he had good DNA. His father was Yermia. And in the book of Ben Sira, it's a book of wisdom. Isha Toiva Matana Toiva Labala. A good wife's a good gift to her husband. Uchsiv in the Pasuk says, Toiva Becheik Yireli Kintin Goodness will be given in the lap of a God-fearing person. Ishara, bad wife, Tsaras Labala, is leprosy for her husband. So what do you do about it? Maitakante, Yigarshena, you have to divorce her. But you srap him Tsarata and you'll be cured from your Tsaras. Isha Yafa, a beautiful wife, Ashri Bala, fortunate as her husband. Misbar Yamav, Keflayim, he'll live double. Number one, he won't stray after other women, so he won't get cut off from this world. So he'll live in Olam Hazan Number two, his life is doubly enjoyable because he uh, is able to see a beautiful wife. But hide your eyes from a lovely woman who's not your wife. Don't gaze at a beautiful woman who's not your wife. Lest you are trapped in her snares. Altat Eitzelbala, and don't say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not looking at her. I'm just hanging out with her husband." When your motive is to hang out with the husband to have more uh, access to his wife, no, Altat Eitzelbala, don't stray after her husband. to pour wine with him. Many have been destroyed in the because of the image of a beautiful woman. Kol Harugeha, awesome of are all those who she, she causes to be killed. Rabim Hayu Roichel. Great are the wounds of the peddler. That means peddlers, um, merchants who would sell women's uh, uh, adornments and perfume. They would often have exchanges with women and sometimes go into seclusion with women and they would be suspected and the husbands would come and they would club the guy over the head. So many are the wounds of the peddler. Hamargilim ledvar erva, those who cause, ha, those who bring close and who elicit being habitual in avera kinitzots. It's like a flame, mavir gachelas, that ignites the coal. Kekluv malayoif, like a coop full of birds. They're brimming with birds and stuffed with birds. Kekluv malayoif, like a coop full of birds. Kain bateam leim mirma. So too are their homes full of deceit. What does that mean? Anybody know? What's, what's the point of this line? Like a coop full of birds, so too are their homes full of deceits. Whose homes are full of deceit? If the homes of the uh, woman who is Margul Avera. Ben Sira continues, Al Tatsar Tsaras Machar. Don't 
worry about tomorrow. Right? We're all worried about tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. Maybe tomorrow will come and you won't be here. If you're worrying about tomorrow, you might even, you might even have to be here tomorrow. You're being distressed about a world that's not yours. Who says you'll even be, be in the world tomorrow? What's the purpose of worrying about tomorrow? You don't even know you're going to be around tomorrow. Don't worry about a world you might not even have to face. Keep the tzibur out of your house. I'm still working on that one. Trying to figure out how to have a minion without, with, by keeping the tzibur out of my house. But in general, keep the people out of your house. And even people who you know, don't bring everyone inside. Have a degree of privacy. Rabim you, Darshesh have a lot of friends. Gale Soilachameyalaf. Only tell your secrets to one out of a thousand. This was all the wisdom of Ben Sira. Amar Rabbiasi, Rabbiasi said, Ain Bain David Ba, we had this earlier. On Samach Bezamid Aleph. David Amal Meshach will not come out Shiachul Kanishamir Shabakov until all the souls in the vat in the container called Gofar depleted Shinemar Kiruach Melafanayatoif. The reason why Mashiach is delayed in the Shamas Aniasisi, I'm waiting for all the souls to come down. Now the Gemara continues on the subject of Puravu. One might think that if uh, one does not sufficiently engage in Puravu, okay. It's passive. So I could have brought more children into the world, and I didn't. So it's passive evil. No. Someone who is not oisek in Puri of Arivya, ki'ilu shoifech damim. It's like you murdered. Shenemar shoifech dam ha'adam. Someone who spilled the blood of a man. Ba'adam dam He will be punished through a man. And in the context of Ritzichot, Sebasrei va'atem pruruvu, and you be fruitful and multiply. Comparing not being fruitful and multiplied to murder. If we could say a chidosh, the Marsha in Shabbos famously says that after 120, when they ask, Asakta Bepiri Varivya, did you engage in procreation? The Marsha says that means, did you involve yourself in helping other people make shiduchim? Especially if they're Yasem or Yasem, that's also procreation, we could say the same thing here. Someone who does not involve themselves in helping others find Shidduchim, and they're able to, that's also like murder. Rav Yaakov, it's like you're diminishing God's image in the world. Because every child has God's image on it. So by minimizing the um, children you bring to the world, you're minimizing the divinity in the world. Shnemer, keep it sound like him also Adam. It says, man was created in the image of God. Oh, now we have the best drosh of all. Ben First of all, you're a murderer. <coughs> and you're diminishing God's presence in the world. And, and uh, juxtaposed is murder and God's image. So they told Ben Azay, hey Ben Azay, some people, they darshan and they fulfill. You darshan, but... Uh, you're not Mekayim. 
Some people, they say nice drashas and they fulfill it. Some people, they fulfill the halacha and they don't darshan well. You darshan well and you don't fulfill it. Because Benazai <coughs> died a bachelor. Even though, by the way, he married Rabbi Kiva's daughter for a short amount of time. But he divorced her soon after. So you give a big drash how important it is to get married and have kids, but you don't do it. What can I do? My soul desires Torah. The world will have to exist through others. I can't do it. I can't populate the world. Again, this seems to indicate the purpose of Puravu is L'Shavas Yitzhara. I can't do it. By the way, the simple meaning of the Gemara is you can't say if somebody says, I want to learn Torah, so uh, I can't wear tefillin, or I can't sin the sukkah. But marriage is not just a nice mitzvah. Marriage is not like, okay, I'm going to get married, here I'm shaking my lulav. You know, you have to have a relationship, and you have to show consideration and interest, and um, human emotion. And Benazai was so immersed in Torah that he did not have the wherewithal to involve himself in that level of relationship. However, I saw something today in this week's parsha that also explains this. Namely, there's a balaturim in this week's parsha. Lo yia akar va'akara. You should not, you cannot make yourself chasham sterile. The balaturim says it's gematria bedivrei tyra. Don't be sterile in words of tyra. The same way, there's a mitzvah of procreation physically. There's a you see from the Balaturim, don't be sterile in Torah. One has to be mechadesh chidushe Torah, and by doing so, that is tantamount to procreating spiritually. So what Benazi was saying, and if I'm not mistaken, the Neid Behuda says this in the Drashos, um, that Benazai fulfilled the mitzvah of pru through his learning, through procreation, uh, through chidushe uh, Torah. Okay, the Gemara continues. Tanya Yidach learns another verse. Rebelezer Amar Komishen Oisik Perivu Kilo Shevich Damim. Rebelezer says anyone who doesn't engage in Perivu, it's like murder. Shenemar Shevich Dam HaAdam, one who spills the blood of a person. The Samachlei Viatem Pru. Rebelezer Ben Azari Omer Kilo Maida Dmos. It's like diminishing God's presence. Ben Azari Omer. It's like both. And they told Ben Azari Yish No Adoresh, and Ben Azari said No. I can't help it. Okay, Rabbi Say, thanks everyone for um, joining us. It's a big page. And Be'ezras Hashem, next week we finish the sugya and we go on to other exciting adventures in Yavamis. Um, have a great evening. And by the way, tomorrow night's year is a. Very interesting subject. Parshas Ekev, the subject is jokes. The hashkafa of jokes. Very good stuff. Very, very new stuff. New stuff. Okay, Rabbi Say, have a great night. Call to bye bye. <coughs> You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.